1: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me
2: every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
3: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: What is up, and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we are two writers who have been covering the Chargers for over five seasons, where we got started doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What is up, guys? This is our first ever Locked on Chargers YouTube show. I have some goosebumps right now. I mean, this is where we got our roots, doing live shows, doing video, right? And it's going to be so much fun to get back here with you guys for that. Thank you to everyone who's checking in on the podcast as well. And if you don't already, make sure to to go subscribe to the new Locked on Chargers YouTube page. For those of you watching on YouTube, make sure to go down there and hit the subscribe button so you guys never miss a show. But do we have a show for you guys today? Because... We have a special guest coming on, Chargers team reporter and CBS LA sports anchor Chris Hayre is coming on the show with us. We have a great interview with him. We talk about Justin Herbert, talk about this giant game coming up against the New England Patriots, and we talk about just what his impressions of the first six weeks of the seasons are, have been so far, and also what he took away from that beatdown by the Baltimore Ravens and why Chargers fans shouldn't freak out. But we wanted to start our first ever Locked on Chargers YouTube show with doing a fun segment about report cards after the first six weeks. And on today's show, we're going to be looking at offense, defense, and special teams. Thank you guys for making us your first listen. And if you're listening to the show, make sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. But let's go ahead and get into it. David, they're only six weeks into the season. We're used to the Chargers schedule being a little bit more equally split up, right? And You usually get it like week 10. It seemed like it was forever week 10. For the Chargers. But now it's after six weeks, but it is a decent sample size for at least the players who have been on the field all six weeks or at least most of it. Right. All six games to kind of figure out how you feel about the team so far. So let's start with the offensive side of the ball here. I mean, obviously, they had a bad game, which lowered them in the rankings of like total yards per game, points per game, all of that stuff, because they were pretty solidly in the top 10 going into that one. Now they're around 12, right, which is still pretty good considering it's the first season of Joe Lombardi. Justin Herbert, for the most part, has been really, really good. Mike Williams has been excellent so far this year, but there's still been some struggles, right? I think we've still expected a lot more from the Chargers offense in certain games at certain times. So when you're looking at the Chargers offense to start the first six weeks of the 2021 season, what would you give them as far as a grade?
4: Yeah, I mean, looking at all the components of this team, you know, they have a much better offensive line. So that's a check in the right direction. Even with the injuries to Brian Belaga, still been much better. Odea Bushi, still much, much better. Passing offense has been just as prolific as it was last year. Uh, It seems like Justin Herbert is still ripping it and making plenty of plays. The running game has, I think, been one of the biggest detractors. And, And part of that is because when you look at Austin Eckler, you look at him in, in, in the form of of touches, not really rushes, rushing yards. Him is more of the total yard situation. And that kind of brings things down a little bit when you're looking at just the pure rushing aspect. And also, I think they've struggled in the short yardage situations and they've struggled running in the red zone as well. So when you kind of take all of those factors and you look at them objectively, I think I'm going to give this – offense that the Chargers have put out there the first 6 games I'm going to give them a B, I a th- B think minus. A B minus. A B minus. Yes, okay. because I still think that they're scoring points in the red zone. They're having a lot of success there after not having some su- success in the first 2 games. They've corrected that issue. I feel like if they are able to run the ball a little bit more effectively, that's going to help the passing offense. This is going to help everyone really just move the ball a lot more effectively. If they can do that, then I can see that grade climbing. But right now, that's kind of where I'm at, B minus.
0: Understandable. And I think there's been some play calling things where it's like you're not sure if it's Justin Herbert still kind of learning the playbook. If it's the receivers not running this specific route or right not running with maybe Joe Lombardi expected them to run and Justin Herbert expected them to run. So there's been some issues there, especially with the first down aggression. We've talked about that a lot. And Brandon Staley has talked about it as well. They need to be more explosive. They need to be better, get their playmakers more involved to quote him on first down and get some of those chunk plays earlier, right? We've seen a lot of it on third and fourth down. They've been the best team in the league on those downs so far this year offensively. But we could see more, right? And I'm going to agree with you because I think you have to leave some area for improvement, right? I mean, the grade can get better, obviously. I'm going to go with a B plus, and I'm taking a lot of factors into consideration. First year in Joe Lombardi's scheme, which can be pretty complex if you're trying to do what Sean Payton does in New Orleans with one of you know, the great, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and Drew Brees. That's not something that gets picked up right away, right? It can take a season even to fully get where it needs to go. So there's definite room for improvement, but I think with you know what they've been able to do. In offensively in some of these games, being able to put up the numbers that they have against teams where they needed to, right? Against the Chiefs, against the Raiders, they had a pretty good offensive performance. Cleveland Browns, 208 passing yards for Justin Herber in the fourth quarter, scoring 26 points in the fourth quarter. And then you have a dud, right? And that definitely takes it away. I mean, if the Chargers have put up, you know, 35 against the Ravens, they grade would to be an A right now for the most part. Because even the Dallas Cowboy game, That was all pretty much penalties that brought them back. I mean, they were moving the ball offensively. They only had seven drives. They had four points called them. Yeah, I mean, end zone interception by Justin Herbert hurts you. But yeah, you talked about red zone offense, 13 of 15 in the last four games for the Chargers. And one of those was a Justin Herbert kneel down at the end of the game. So they've been really good. And that has to continue for them to keep up, you know, and get a better grade at the end of the season, but let's flip it over to the defensive side. David, what are you giving the defense so far?
4: So the defense is doing really good against the pass. I mean, they're only giving up around 210 passing yards per game, which is fantastic. We kind of expected that with all of the playmakers that the chargers have in the defensive secondary with Derwin James coming back and Nas playing better football. Getting some good contributions from some rookies like Asante Samuel Jr. Like those are just some some positive things. But of course, you got to look at the other side of the token and and just the absolutely atrocious run defense. And it's been a huge problem because they really have only had one game where they have completely bottled up their opponent's running game. And of course, that was against the Raiders, where the Raiders only had what 45 yards rushing. So. Against every other opponent, it's been a significant and very tangible real problem that the Chargers have faced, and you, you can't really say that they have corrected it. You have some hope that they when they get some of these defenders back like Justin Jones and True Tranquil and Kenneth Murray, that's hopefully something is going to get better, something's gonna click, or you know, they use this time during the bye week to make some necessary adjustments and get some better run fits. But up to this point the chargers defense is it's not great because of that run defense. So I have, I'm going to give them a C minus because that run defense really brings that grade way down for me because teams have used it to exploit the chargers have kept the, their chargers offense off the football field and kept their offense on the field and just wear out the chargers defense because they can't stop the run. So it's gotta be a C minus for me.
0: Ooh, C minus. I mean, I can't, I mean, it's hard to give a good grade when you're the worst in the league at anything, right? So yeah. that definitely takes away from it. And I mean, even with those guys in the lineup, you don't expect it to be fully fixed, right? No. I mean, at this point, you you just don't necessarily have the personnel to be good in that aspect. Brandon Staley's defense isn't really set up to be very good against the run. They want teams to run and not, you know, and take things away in the passing game. And honestly, I think some of the past defense has been covered up by how well, teams have been able to run the ball against the Chargers, right? And I think it's also hurt the pass defense too because they get stuck in situations where you don't know on third and shorts and things like that what they're going to do. So it really opens you up on the back end. So I'm going to go with a C for the Chargers defense. Obviously, a lot of area to improve. The turnovers have slowed down a little bit, right? I mean, in the last game, they still intercepted Lamar Jackson twice. I mean, you can't be upset by that, but just didn't feel the same. The game was out of reach by the time the second one had happened. I think that's still something... That you'll see more of. It's definitely been a more opportunistic defense this year. And Brandon Staley has done a good job of getting pressure for the most part. But there's still some lulls during games. Like if you look at their total pressures for the season, they're up there. You know, they're they're not having a bad season as far as getting pressure. Sacks around middle of the pack. But it just seems like there's certain times where just they can't get anything right. Giving Baker Mayfield way too much time. Giving Lamar Jackson. Way too much time. Even though they had three sacks, there was a lot of plays where they weren't getting that pressure. So I'm going to go with the solid C, but I do think they can definitely, if they get healthy, if they're able to show they can cover up some of those flaws a little bit. I mean, they can get to a B plus, A minus defense. Like they still have Joey Bosa, they still have Darwin James, they can be better. And I think it's a learning curve for the Chargers defensive coaching staff as well, figuring out what to do with the guys they have and use them the best quickly. David, special teams, what's your grade?
4: F. They've been terrible. They've been terrible. I'm sorry. There's no other way around it. I mean, Tristan know, has made six of his seven field goals, but he's missed five extra points. The punt return game has been awful. They've only averaged 6.8 yards per punt return, which is terrible. 16.7 yards per kick return. They're not getting anything going in that department. The Chargers are are getting victimized because of it. The Chargers special teams is only marginally better than – They're historically bad special teams unit from last year. They're still bad. They need to make major corrections. It's Mm -hmm. an F.
0: I wish I had like a stronger comeback to you against that, but like, I can't even blame you for that. Like, I mean, I feel like there's times where it's like, Hey, you haven't seen a, a punt get blocked, right? You haven't seen a kick get blocked and stuff like that. That's the bare minimum, right? You haven't seen a muff a punt at this point. So like, in some areas, they haven't been disastrous, right? Even some coverage for a lot of the seasons look good. And then, I mean, there's been some times where we're like, okay, now it's 30 yards for return, And then last week, they even had their worst special team showing probably of the season, potentially. So I think that it's just, you have, I'm going to go D. I mean, I just think it's been pretty bad. I'm not very far off from you there. But at least in this aspect, though, you have a dude. Now in Andre Roberts, we're like, okay, you know, they're trying something different. They're trying to improve the unit. It has the most space to improve, right? I still think that Darius Swinton is a good communicator, a good teacher, and I think they will get some of these things figured out as the year goes along. I mean, but Darius Swinton, it's been hard for him because he never sticks around in one place long enough, it seems like, to really turn around a unit. They've been better than last season. That's why they don't get an F, but it hasn't been much, so that's why they're still down there. But a lot to improve on for the Chargers and the special team. But they're a 4-2 and team. I mean, and I think that just has a lot to do with our expectations. I mean, I give a B-plus with offense, so I guess that's pretty high. But the C on defense are worse for both of us. There's some obvious ways this team can improve, and I think they will in a lot of aspects going down the stretch. But we have a great guest coming up because we have Chris Hayre, one of our favorite guests joining the show with us to talk all things Chargers, Brandon Staley, Justin Harbert, Mike Williams, the upcoming game against the New England Patriots where the Chargers trying to avenge the loss. From last season, to that 45-0 to beatdown. We're going to get into that coming up after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friend's logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you guys about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. And I'm talking about DirecTV Stream.
1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: All right, guys. Well, the first ever Locked On Chargers YouTube episode, and we couldn't think of a better way to kick things off than by bringing on Chris Havery, one of our favorite guests. And it's nice to know we have someone we can go to who just has absolutely hit it out of the park for us. Every time he's come on the show, a regular guest now for us. And also, you know, he's the Chargers team reporter, and he's also a sports anchor for CBS LA. So, Chris, thank you for coming by for this fun opportunity. We're excited to have this show.
2: Hey, fellas, it's a it's a pleasure. It's, it's awesome to help kick this off. Congratulations on getting on YouTube and another big step. You guys are you're crushing it.
0: We're just trying to be like our friend Chris Harey, who also does the Chargers weekly podcast, the official Chargers podcast as well, as I'm sure you guys have known. Great guests, great experts coming on the show as well to break down these games coming up. A lot of great stuff over there. Really appreciate you coming on. And I think we have to start here because after the last game, the 34 to 6 drubbing that the Chargers got from the Baltimore Ravens, A lot of people started to obviously worry about this team and how they are contenders this season and if they can really compete against the best, even though they already beat some of the best, but they're still at a great spot in four and two. So when you saw that game, did you think of it more as this team isn't ready to be named in the upper echelon in the AFC or did you take it more as just a bad game?
2: I took it as a bad game and it's funny how we get caught up in the moment and you you think the, the, I think Derwin said it too, like the world is not ending, right? <laughs> it's one game. And, and then you forget the win in Arrowhead and the win on Monday night. And then the win against the, the Browns when they had Chubb and Hunt in the lineup. And yeah. the win on the road in Washington. And the fact that uh, going into today, the Ravens lost. But, you know, your two losses come against the Cowboys and Ravens who were combined 10 and 2. So, don't get me wrong. It was not pretty. I mean, it was, not a pretty performance. They got beaten all three phases, but a lot of good teams have put up some clunkers and have gone on to have some success later in the year and in the playoffs. So, you know, I'm looking at how this division is shaking out right now. You and I uh, guys, we just talked about the fact that the chiefs got blown out in Nashville. Something's going on there. Um, they have the giants yeah. this week. Uh, the Raiders continue to win, so they have the most wins in the division right now. Um, the Broncos have lost four straight after winning against the Jets, Giants, and Jags. So it's a it's a big week for the Chargers going into another AFC game. And I I, I keep talking about these AFC games. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. You know, whether the Chargers. You know, the hope is to win your division, but if you don't win your division teams like the Patriots are the ones you're going to have to beat when it's all said and done, when you have these tiebreakers and you kind of have that logjam at the end of the year. And we all know what happened last year when the Patriots came to town, and I'm sure a lot of guys on that roster remember how that ended, and if they can remedy that, uh, get to 5-2, and two, go into Philly, uh, I think guys would feel pretty good about themselves.
4: Yeah, the Chargers last year historically had one of the worst special teams units in NFL history. And so far in 2021, it hasn't really been that much better. But Tom Telesco did make a move to improve that unit by bringing in returner Andre Roberts. What do you think that he brings to this group? Well, he's a veteran who's done it, and
2: he's done it at a Pro Bowl level. And I I think that's important when we talk about field position. And, you know, there were a few times, I think, in Baltimore where you know, you're know you backed up and you ask Justin Herbert to do so much, you got to help flip field a little bit. And I, I think Andre Roberts is a guy that can provide that. Um, so that's big. I, I think that's big. And, you know, we talk about special teams and, you know, the, the five missed extra points. Obviously, that's not good, and that has to improve. I give the coaching staff credit for sticking with Tristan because there's a history – in the NFL with a quick hook, right? Young way coup, you know, we see what he's doing now. And there's a, there's countless examples of that.
0: I mean, yeah. Chargers specifically have a few of them. Josh Lambeau went on to be really good too. After that, yeah.
2: you, you know, and I'll say this, Tristan hasn't lost them a game yet, but right. you don't want this habit to continue. Um, so I was there in Baltimore. I wasn't in Kansas city, but it, it was windy in Baltimore and that game got out of hand. So, I'm hopeful Tristan can get back on track and so against the Patriots. Um, you mentioned Andre Roberts, that phase of football crushed the chargers last year in every game. And in that new England game specifically, that's where the Patriots, they won in all three phases, but that's really where they won that game. Um, they they took that game over because of that third phase of the game. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Andre Roberts in the mix on, on punt and, and kick returns and, you know, if anything, it, it, it gives Justin Herbert in the offense a few extra yards. You can flip field position a little bit with a with a guy who maybe can can get a couple nice returns. You'll take it if you're the Chargers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is such a big part of the game. So many hidden yards find you know you can find in special teams, and I think just situational awareness too. Do I field this punt at the one yard line? Right. What do I do if it's kicked off here? Because teams have been targeting it. I mean, they're putting the ball right on the one yard line. And making the charges return, and Brandon Staley talked about it himself, just saying, "Hey, we can't start every drive from the 16-yard line, right?" That's and that's good. what every Chargers returner is in the 16 to 17-yard range so far this season. But it obviously has to be better. And yeah, that Gunnar olszewski Patriots game from last year was a big example of that. But I think one of the things that that signing did too was make Chargers fans feel like, okay, the Chargers are willing to change the roster. They're willing to try to improve the guys on the team right now. But one of the things we haven't seen in Tom Telesco's previous eight seasons is make a trade before the deadline to bring in a player. We've seen Desmond King get shipped off right right before the deadline, but we haven't seen them bring anybody in. And I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but do you think there is a chance with Brandon Staley with some new voices in the room that this could be a year where they would consider doing something like that?
2: It's a good question. Uh, Staley was asked about it last week and said that, You know, I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't explore all options. And if something's there, great. And if it's not there, then you're confident in the guys that you have in the locker room Um, before getting into any trade talk. It's just getting guys back. Right. Like losing Tranquil and Murray in that Baltimore game was really, really tough. Not having those guys. Not having Justin Jones for a bulk of this season has been really, really tough specifically on the run defense. Not having Nas Adderley out there uh, against the Ravens. There was a lot of young guys who played in that Ravens game. And maybe that's something that helps them in the long run where you're getting some of these young guys getting valuable reps against premium teams, filling in for some of these starters. But uh, I want to see this week, and I'm sure we'll learn more about who's going to be available Against the Patriots, and if it's not the Patriots, maybe it's the Eagles in a couple of weeks. Um, Getting Justin Jones back is is going to be huge, especially in in trying to stop the run. You know, that's one of the things. You know, watching that Patriots game today, um, Damian Harris—that's a guy the Chargers are going to have to mark and and make sure that he doesn't uh, hurt you on the ground. And then, you know, Brandon Bolden, the other running back, gets 79 yards through the air. So I think those guys almost combined for 200. I think they had 192 yards today. You can't let those running backs beat you. And you know, we, we also talked the, about this just coming on. I think the Patriots are an ascending team. And I think this is a team that the chargers really need to uh, have all eyes on. You know, Mac Jones is playing pretty good football. He, he took the Cowboys to the wire. He took Tom Brady to the wire. And I know it was the jets today, but it, it seems like he's gaining confidence each and every week and, and getting more comfortable as the, the signal caller, the quarterback there. And, uh, they have a variety of weapons that they can deploy, Hunter Henry being one of them who has a touchdown in each of his last four games. So it'll be interesting to see Hunter out there, but I think it starts with the running game. And, you know, if they can get Justin back sooner than later, Justin Jones, that is, um, I want to see that, that run defense that showed up against Las Vegas and, yeah. and not Cleveland and, and Baltimore.
4: Yeah, the Chargers desperately need some help on that defensive line, and I know Justin Jones will be a welcome sight for sure. One of the biggest improvements of this year under Brandon Thaley has been winning those close games. The Chargers are three and one in those one-score games this year, after going seven and sixteen in those games in the last two seasons. What do you think has been the biggest change in those scenarios, Justin Herbert? <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, it's—I know it's not as simple
2: as that. But it almost kind of is the, the, the trust that he has in, in Justin Herbert and Justin Herbert's ability to make plays in crunch time. The, you know, there's fourth down conversions in, in Kansas City, um, the ability to, to get up on a team like Las Vegas. And when it got a little interesting in the third quarter, it didn't get too much ish, interesting after that. Um, right. The Cleveland game, twenty-six points on the fourth quarter. You have a guy who's just so calm under pressure. I know he has the weapons, but you need the the trigger man. And, and Justin has just been so good. That's why I think people were a little bit surprised um, that Baltimore w- was able to put together such a great game plan and slow him down the way they did. Because we haven't really seen that probably since that New England game, guys. Right? Yeah, I mean, th- for that, sure. That may have been the last game. You know, they. I know the Miami game was tough for him last year. But that New England game, I feel like um, Belichick kind of uh he shut down everybody, but yeah shut down Justin that game. So those types of games happen. We saw Patrick Mahomes have one on Sunday. Um but I, I do think the, the the belief in the offense starting with Justin and um Coach Staley's kind of philosophy of like, hey, if, if it's fourth down, my best shot is to have them on Justin Herbert's hands, as opposed to maybe kick a field goal or, or punt. So um, that's probably the main reason, and it's it's just really impressive to know that you have a guy in his second year who's capable of all that so so early in his career.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's made big throws at the end of all those you know game sealing drive type of situations. He's been there. I mean, Washington. It was third down throw after third down throw, converting, yeah. converting, ending with the offense on the field. And that with was the Chiefs.
2: Stealing. Yeah, there was like 6.43 left
0: in that yep. game. 6.43. That was yeah. the was beautiful drive of the drive. Yeah. Huge, right? And then, I mean, even the next week, you know, he gets that touchdown. He makes the play to get a big play against the Chiefs towards the end of the game, right? And he did it against the Browns at the end of the game in the fourth quarter, 208 passing yards. Like, he has been the motor for sure for all of that. But we'll have some more Justin Herbert questions coming up after this with Chris Hayre, the Chargers team reporter. We're lucky enough to have them on the show, and we have some more we want to get out of them before things are all said and done here. But first, I need to tell you guys about the best new app that you guys need to be thinking about, and it's the Get Upside app, so you guys can save some money on getting gas. I mean, some of my listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas that they buy every time that they fill up, and all you have to do is go download the app from the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. You guys can find it there, and it's free, and if you use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, all caps, one word, you guys can save up to $0.50. Cents per gallon on your first fill-up. I mean, almost all of us get gas, guys. Save some money right now with the GetUpside app. Don't pay full price at the pump. Get cash back using GetUpside. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a month cash back with the GetUpside app, and there's no catch, right? You can get cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or even an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. So make sure to download the free GetUpside app. Save up to $0.50 cents per gallon on your first fill-up with the promo code TOUCHDOWN. I also need to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar, and, of course, I'm talking about Built Bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. men's and women's track and field team. And right now, Built Bar has so many different flavors you guys can choose from. I promise you, you guys are going to find one you like. Because with Bilt Bar, you can feel like you're staying healthy with your diet, but also feel like you're eating a candy bar, too. And when you're on a diet, nothing tastes better than a candy bar. And there's just so many flavors to choose from. I just got some blueberry muffin Built Bars, which are the best they're all 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. You're not going to get something chalky or waxy that you're going to hate. Get something that tastes great and get something that fits on your diet as well because they're low-fat, low-sugar, low-calorie, and high in protein. Right now, we can even save you guys some money on Built Bars. If you go to Built.com, you can use the promo code lact 15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code lact 15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys. Well, we're lucky enough to have Chris Hayre, the Chargers team reporter, Back on for another segment. We have some more questions to get into with him. I mean, the Chargers have been really exciting for the most part this season. But the last time we talked, Chris, we had no idea the kind of season that Mike Williams was going to start. Right. I mean, the Mm -hmm. hot start that he's had. I mean, right now he's on pace to blow past all of his career highs and receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, everything you can think of. He's about to blow that away with his start to the season. How impressed have you been with Mike Williams getting in this new offense and fitting in so well?
2: David, Mike may be eating those built bars that you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's having, he's having that pray. kind of trip, man. It's it's been uh, it's been awesome to watch because you guys know his potential. I mean, you drafted him top ten for a reason in twenty seventeen, right. and that that first season was kind of a loss because of the the injury and in the off season, and um, he, he's always kind of had these these years were, you know, I remember 2018 where the, the touchdowns were there and then the following year, the, the yards were there. And then, you know, it was just such an, trying to get
0: them both in one season. Point. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I think the way Joe Lombardi is using him and the way that Justin is finding him, we, we knew about the connection between Herbert and Keenan. And that was like immediate last year. And right. you know, it, it, they picked up where they left off last year, but then all of a sudden we're seeing Mike and, you know, I, I've said this so many times. Joe Lombardi warned us uh, about this X receiver and the amount he of load that uh, that X receiver gets in this offense. Mike has made the most of them. He had five receiving touchdowns in 2020. He already has six as we enter. Um, what is it, Week Eight? Week Eight on. Our, yeah, this
0: would be Week Eight coming up already. Oh.
2: And you know, he he. Came into that game questionable against the Ravens. Still had a big catch. There was a play, it it escapes me, I think it was like the first quarter where Justin and Mike were just a hair off. It it may have been a big play. Yeah, it was a big play. And those are the types of plays that can really flip a game too. Um, And, you know, that 34-6 end result, obviously the the score is not great, but, I mean, there's always a play or two that may –
3: yeah,
0: if you go back to that 82 yard touchdown. He would have had the, his only other bad game of the season, right? Where he ended up with what would have been a huge game, but Justin Herbert just misses him, and his day looks a lot different with an 82 yard touchdown in the box score for sure. But yeah. pretty much every game,
2: no question. But it's it's just a it's a great thing for this Chargers offense. I, I think that their offense is really really complete now. When you you know what you have on the other side of Keenan now and Mike Austin Eckler can do it all um, and. The, the production from the tight end position with Hunter gone hasn't dropped off because Jared Cook and Donald Parmer, I want to say that they have four touchdowns combined over the last four games. Hunter has his four in each of the last four. But, you know, Parham has played well. Steven Anderson has played a lot. Um, so yeah. I, I think that you're seeing this Chargers offense really start to reach its full potential. And I think it's still ascending, too, because these guys – You know, this is still a new system. Justin's still learning new things, new wrinkles. And I think as long as Keenan Allen's healthy and Austin Eckler's on the field and just uh, Jared Cook, rather, is on the field, Mike Williams is going to see his fair share of targets and he's probably going to have double-digit touchdowns here very soon.
4: (laughs) Yeah, no question. I mean, you know how quarterbacks get their offensive line gifts after the year, after protecting well all year? I want to know what the gift is going to be for Mike Williams to Joe Lombardi after this season, I think that's going to be a pretty darn good one. Uh, but now that we're kind of six games into the season, which Chargers player has kind of been the biggest surprise in your eyes? Oh, that's a good question.
2: Um, you know, I'll say this: Mike, Mike has surprised me. Yeah. I, I mean, we're talking—we're not talking Pro Bowl. We're talking like All-Pro numbers through. Yeah hundred percent like one of the
0: best in the league type dudes yeah yeah
2: uh, mike has surprised you but let me try to give you another one um you know defensively i think the way that that Nas has played with derwin um it's it's been a pleasant pleasant surprise because we we talked about it for the last couple of years and we weren't able to see it right so through the first six games having that uh derwin nas safety combo i think has been really good for this passing defense you saw so, how much
0: they missed it last week too for sure
2: 100 I mean, percent. and you know we knew derwin was going to put up crazy numbers and you know 14 tackles and a half is, is crazy but i guess it shouldn't surprise us <laughs> but, I, but i think just having nas out there and and you know we got so many good reports this offseason about nas and just him being so engaged in the meetings and you know uh these these kind of competitive things that they have in the classroom that he was asking all, the
0: right questions and stuff. Asking yeah. the right
2: questions. So um, I, I'd say Nas just because we had not seen it. Uh, I remember Daniel Jeremiah said when, when Nas was drafted that if you built a safety in a lab to complement Derwin James, it would be Nazir Adderley. So yeah. uh, and I don't think he's played his best football yet,
4: which is a, an encouraging thing. And he's yeah, gotten he's better. You, you've yeah. seen him get better. You've seen him get more physical game after game, which I think has been really, really encouraging.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I was throwing an offensive guy out there, too, I mean, even though we thought Rashawn Slater would be good, I mean,
2: that's another one. And maybe, and maybe that's the guy, too, because he's played 100% of the snaps. I, I, think, I think for all of us, you're, you were a little concerned because you didn't play any football.
0: 2019, playing. yeah. And you, and you looked
2: at the pass rushes that he had to face through these first six games. I mean, it's just madness. I mean, you know, we, we thought Chase Young was going to be the best. And then all of a sudden, you know, we got uh, uh, Indakwe and Crosby. You got uh, uh, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. I mean, you know, Chris Jones. I mean, like, there's, yeah. it's, it's really impressive to play – as well as he has, I mean, it, it, and you, you take out, you know, when we talk about Justin Herbert, we've been calling him the best young quarterback. Now he's he's one of the best quarterbacks in football. And Rashawn Slater is now one of the best left tackles in football. Um, it's not rookie, just rookie. You know, he's like legit one of the best left tackles in football. And the fact that he's played 100% of the snaps is, is an awesome sign for Chargers fans.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so huge, especially for Chargers fans who have seen, you know, such a turnstile at that position, you know, over the last 10 years or so. Like, I mean, they needed to fill that position so badly. They didn't pick till the 13th pick and you hit this dude coming in and doing this right away. I mean, it just doesn't get much better than that credit to Tom Telesco because he stayed put, he nailed that pick. And we all saw the first one-on-one with Joey Bosa in training camp. Everyone was kind of like, whoa you know this dude this might this might be something right here and now you've just seen doesn't matter who he's gone up against telling Austin Eckler hey don't chip that may you you got him an inside lane on me right there and it led to a sack like I got this dude out here only like the most freakish pass rusher in the league from a physical tools standpoint but let's end it on this Chris because we've talked a lot about the Patriots game on this show already and that's the game we have coming up this weekend we're going to do our final question here and I think it's just We know that this is a good, you know, test for Justin Herbert, right? How much have you grown from last year to this year? It's two different rosters than it was last year. But at the same time, you know, these players have it circled on their calendar. So what do you think it would mean for this young Chargers team to be able to take on the evil empire, as David always calls them, in this game coming up this weekend and kind of avenge that loss from last season and, and, you know, as they head into the rest of their season?
2: I think it'd be gigantic, and I think it would go with the theme of what we've seen already, right? Um, Winning in the division in September, whereas, you know, that hadn't happened in in a few years. Um, Winning these big-time games, I I don't care what the Patriots' record is. Um, As I mentioned, I I think that they have kind of found some rhythm here. Um, I'm not even counting the Jets game today. You know, playing against Tampa and playing against Dallas the way they did. Um, I I think it would be huge and it would kind of fall in line with what we've seen so far with um, your beating teams in this conference that you may have to see in January, if you get to the playoffs. And if there's a tiebreaker, you have it against Cleveland. You have it against New England. If you win, Um, you know, you've beaten the Raiders, you've beaten the chiefs. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's just, I think it's an important game. I think it's an important game for, For Justin just to get back on track quickly um, coming off the bye after a a tough game for everybody. And I, and I think it, it would really breed a lot of confidence uh, going into another East coast game. And I know, you know, Philly got beat pretty good, but I mean, this is going to be the third time this year, this chargers team has traveled to the East coast for one of these early games. So um, when on Sunday get to five and two and and then just really start to lock in here, um, and and know that you're you're capable of beating all these top notch teams in the AFC, and now it's all about kind of stacking wins um, and and staying healthy, and that's something that they can't control, and it's something that you know we talk about, and you know fans can't control it, but um, getting guys back, if if they can get Justin Jones back soon, and and Nas, and and both linebackers. Um, I think this team is in good shape as you kind of see what the landscape of the division and the conference is looking like right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it would be huge because the one thing we know the Patriots know how to do is game plan and the chargers weakness this season is pretty apparent. So, you know, exactly where they're going to guys. I
2: think that's the biggest thing too. I, I think if they win and win in a way where you are cleaning up one of your deficiencies so far this year, and that's run defense if you can put together a performance because, you know, you just said it, you know what Bill Belichick is going to try to exploit. He he always tries to exploit the team's weakness. So
0: 2018 um, playoffs. Great example of it.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So I I think winning, but also winning while correcting mistakes, because um, that, that means you're learning from it and you can quickly correct it. You're aware of it and you move on to the next game.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, for the Patriots, their defense has been a little shaky this year, too. So I mean, the Chargers could have better opportunities, at least on the offensive side of the ball than they have over the last couple of matchups. But it's going to be huge. And I think it's just going to set the tempo for the rest of the Chargers season. But Chris Harey, thank you so much again for coming on. Obviously, you guys can find him on CBS L.A as a sports anchor for them, and you can also see him as the Chargers team reporter and catch up with the Chargers weekly official Chargers podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Hayre. H-A-Y-R-E is the last name there. Thank you so much, Chris. We so much appreciate you coming on and kicking off this YouTube start for us. Thanks again, man.
2: Hey, man. Thank you for having me, and keep crushing it, guys. You're doing great work. I remember, I listen, I was in studio when Jerry O'Connell shouted you guys out, man, <laughs> and he wasn't lying man <laughs> jerry jerry <laughs> listens and uh you guys do uh awesome work and i'm glad he was able to echo that to all chargers fans here in la
0: yeah and he told thank us chris. uh that he had, ate some edibles at uh, thunder alley the last time when he came on the show with us so no, jerry no. is fu- full of fun <laughs> stories but thank you for everyone checking out our first ever youtube show right now launching in here with chris havery we really appreciate you guys make sure you subscribe down at the bottom, so you guys don't miss the show. And we have so much more great content we can't wait to bring for you guys. But thank you guys again, and we'll talk to you later. Go
3: Bolts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.